Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There we go, Skeeter's dancing. We're up and about today. Tell you what, after six hours on radio with you, Skeet, look forward to nothing more than on a Monday morning spending another fucking hour with you. <laughs> Shelter Footy Cast live back to the studios. Oh, Shelter Footy Cast uh, on socials. Give us a follow over there. Love to hear your feedback as well. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com today. You, Skeet, we win the Ashes. Yeah, well, it's been done. And just well, anyone retainment. from England um, <laughs> who lives in anywhere around the country or the world, uh, it's sunshine in Perth, not a cloud in the sky, and in Manchester it just pissed down for 48 hours. Happy days, and the saltiness from uh, the likes of Piers Morgan and that—it's extraordinary. Uh, look, two-one. We should have lost this Test match, but guess what? Uh, them's the breaks. We lost all four tosses. We lost our major bowler in Nathan Lyon, uh, so we had no luck in running. Suddenly we get a bit of uh, something in our favour, and the Poms have absolutely stunk it up. You embody uh, the Australian <laughs> bullshit that gets rolled out. <laughs> Look at you, how happy you are. Well, why, why should we be? It's, it's the most important trophy in, a, in, in sport yeah, for Australia. it's such a shit way to win, mate. It's, it's, no, no. We had 2-1 in front. Yeah, I mean, that's the I beauty, that's a beauty and of, of being in front and winning the first two matches. I'm not arguing whether we've whether it's legal or not. Do you feel good? I'm fine. <laughs> I've got no issue with it at all. It's like you. I was just thinking about that in a footy sense. It's a bit like you uh, yeah. getting a result. Say Tom Hawkins kicked a, kicked a goal in a grand final against St Kilda going back many years ago. Yeah. It actually hit the post. Yeah. Is he going to go, oh, we won by a kick. Oh, oh I feel a bit bad about that. Nah, it's not quite right. right. Bullshit. You, get, you take what comes your way, Scoey, in sport. You should know that better than most. Nah, that's a very good point, Skeeter. <laughs> Thank you very much. I like that. Although David Warner should still be dropped for the next test, but that's just my personal Okay, opinion. wax. He's retiring someone else. I spoke to Buddy out in the middle of uh, <laughs> in the middle of Optus Stadium, Skeeter. He had some words for you, actually. Thirsty Camel Clanger of the Week. We get through those, Skeeter. Froth Town, what we frothed this weekend, <laughs> August 18th. 18 and 19 Claremont showgrounds. Skeet, you know how you don't go anywhere without like a private um, box and, and champagne <laughs> yeah, and, I'm not and sure about that. caviar. I sat with you for six hours in a dungy studio yesterday. Has been confirmed. Nice little private area arranged at Froth Town for, for anyone us. involved at the shelter. Sort of. That's on August 18? Uh, and 19. So I think 18 is the Friday. We're going to be there. Are we? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm just got to check on that one. I've got a feeling, but yeah, no, I'm not sure. Skater will be there. Froth.town. Get your tickets to see Skater having a thousand beers. And punting like a loser. <laughs> oh, we're going to cover your punting on the weekend. Don't worry. They, they talk about the, uh, what's the moment we're looking for? The, the, clanger, the clanger. Clanger. Oh, that's, that's one of the clangers of the week. Yeah, yeah. And it's me. Uh, well, uh, I don't know how to lead into that, but maybe we'll just get into it yeah. once we get through the games. Let's get into some of the big moments that are around Skater. Look, it's... Uh, it's been an interesting season, I've got to say. There's been some sides that have really jumped out. There's been some underperforming sides. But if we look at the ladder right now with five weeks to go, two games separating 5th and 14th, that's a positive thing for the game. I it think. is. It is. Uh, although when you look at that top eight, I think all those sides there are deserving of being there. Barring the team that's in sixth position, I say barring, the team that looks most vulnerable is St Kilda, and they're in sixth position on 40 points. Carlton's on the move, another 50-point-plus win. We'll discuss that shortly. Richmond continue to, to surge with a remarkable come-from-behind win. They are the two sides that I think are the only chances of really making an indent into the eight. Yeah, I, I would agree. Look, from what I saw from Sydney, Sydney were pretty At their good. best. Uh, that's why we saw what we saw on the weekend and think, 
Well, they made a grand final last year, so there's a bit of talent there. They were very impressive. Because, like, they've, they've got a chance to sort of make a run at it. There was chat last week, the CEO's uh, conference, they did that at Werribee Mansion, just up the road from where I was, so I missed down Thursday, yeah, I was in Geelong. Werribee, just, just for my information, yep. the only thing I've ever heard about Werribee is that there's a poo farm there or something. There is, right? it's the sewage plantation between <laughs> Melbourne and Geelong, that's Werribee. Liam Duggan's from not too far away, Bacchus yeah. Marsh, not too far away. Uh, yeah, pretty much you drive past it on the way, on the freeway from Melbourne to Geelong and, and you can smell it. That's yeah. pretty much where Dougie Hawkins is down for yeah, that one, Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little bit of Western Bulldogs sort of territory. Um, look, uh, they presented the wild card round, the 10th and 9th mm. and 8th and 7th. Did we discussed start? it last week. Yeah. Um, and oh, look, I'm not a, I'm, I'm, this is very much an American football style. It's just relevant because of how close these teams are. Yeah, but is it rewarding mediocrity? Uh, well, you could argue that the top eight already does that, don't you? Like the only only two. So why reward more? Nah. <laughs> well, potentially though, aren't you aren't you sort of slipping? Aren't you sort of cutting a couple of crappy teams before everyone gets going? I'm more interested just quickly about the, the seventeen play each other yeah. once, and then the six. I, we I'm should be doing that. I think it's interesting. That to me more intriguing. I'm not quite sure how it would work, but yeah, that to me has got more interest than the wild card. Well, from from what I've sort of read and seen, the seventeen plus five. I think does that make sense? Yeah, seventeen plus five or six. six. You would play the 17 sides, every side once, and then they would do sort of a draw reset and, and the, the top six, the middle six, and the bottom six would sort of be fighting for different things. I, I like that because that's the biggest part of inequality we have in our game right now is the is the, is mm. the fixture. Yep, totally. And who plays who where. Like, who, who was the side we had about three weeks west coast? Was it Brisbane? Played West Coast have played Brisbane 16 times out of 19 yeah. in Brisbane. Absolutely. And there's been teams doubling up uh, – consistently over the past few years. The other suggestion, Simon Garlic came out. In fact, a few of the interstate clubs came out and said, best of three grand finals, they embrace it. Yeah, Look, Simon Garlic was happy with that, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I, I can't get it. So you're telling me that, say, um, Collingwood plays Melbourne in this year's grand final, Yes, we could potentially be going back to the MCG for three weekends in a row to see who plays and wins the GF. I mean, I can understand what interstate clubs might say. Oh, yeah. totally. Do you know what I mean? Because you might get a crack at home. Um but having played at the MCG in a losing grand final and a winning one, I would not have wanted a second crack at it after 2015. Like, I, I don't think you deserve it. No. That's what a, that's what a final is, right? You, you either win or lose. Oh, yeah. Usain Bolt, sorry. 100 metres, yeah. you won the first, you've got to do, win the next one as well, the best of three. I can understand the, the rhetoric from interstate clubs, like, you know, like, let's get it away from the MCG, give us a chance, but... As a player, like I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I really do think, and, and on the on the flip side, winning it. Like, imagine if we had to come back to the MCG or or even Perth to win again after winning. You know, it's a, it's a battle. You get you get one shot at it, and that's what makes it so special. Not you know, one of these three three. No, people. I agree. But it's it's a chat. It's a discussion, and uh, I think yeah, the seventeen six probably the most likely to get off the ground. But it's not going to happen for two or three years. Just a little drive by Collingwood coming from behind again. Now won twelve of sixteen games went down at three-quarter time under Craig McRae. Got to be some sort of record in that short period of time. Can I give you a stat which isn't mine, which is uh, pretty normal? <laughs> Whenever you have had a stat that is yours. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. I don't sorry, know. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. So the last quarters this year, I did see this this morning. Yes. They have outscored their opponents 72 goals, 42, 474, to 36 goals, 61, 277. That's a huge differential. And... It's a great thing to have in the back of your mind and your opponent's minds come September, given that there's going to be a chance that at some stage they'll be behind the game against one of the better sides. That's a good point. It's a mental tool. Mm. Like, yeah, okay, I know they're probably fit. They're not just. They're not. They're not double fit any than any other side. They might have double the belief than any side though. So it's a great point you make that. Third quarter in a final, they won't be wondering whether they can do it. They'll they'll just be like, well, how, like. Okay. How are we going to kick these goals? They're yeah. going to, we're going to kick them. We're going to change a gear yeah. here. We know how to change a gear. The other mob are not quite sure whether they've got another gear. Correct. So uh, look, they're, they're just been com- you know completely impressive. That's that's close to the game of the year. I would have thought Collingwood Port, even the build up. I, I think the banter. We're still we're, we're seeing a real shift, and it will continue to happen over the next 12, 24, 36 months. Is we're going to start accepting more that players are going to be start, you know, Maynard stuff. Chirping. Yeah. Kenny I, Hinkley. Yeah, Kenny Hinkley, um, Craig McRae. With these guys at the at the leadership positions at these clubs, we will see more. Media starting to get clipped when they clip players for being themselves. It's good. It's a good thing. Uh, and I, I totally agree. I like and, you know, and we see American sport probably goes 
to the nth degree. We'll never get there. We're a bit more like the English football clubs where it's all pretty, you know, keep yes. things under wraps. But I, I agree. It's good to see a little bit of character, a bit of per- and build up, promote the game. That's been great. Willie Rioli's strike on Nathan Murphy. I think it's probably worth touching on this as the last big moment of the round. He's been given two weeks for that incident. Did you say it? Have you said well, it? Well, I know we were discussing this yesterday on Radio, but you, you, you're out of Discussed everything for six open, hours. Open hand. <laughs> talk, talk. Open hand. Is is more the action. I mean, it wasn't wasn't like um, Rochelle where there was a, a you know the, the the fist was closed. To my knowledge, it was more an open hand. There's significant um, potential here for Port Adelaide to challenge and get off, uh, or at least downgrade it to one week. Um, it was an open hand. The, the the actual motion and the action is something that happens quite regularly. It's a it's sort of a a swiped. He's got a defender in front of him. They're coming towards a a uh, a high ball um, where he's trying to get front and centre. And you've got to get that offender out of the way. Now you don't just dance in front of them and, and try to mistake. You physically do it right. So he's got it wrong. Clearly he's hit him. He's made high contact. I wouldn't be surprised if that gets downgraded to one week because I don't think it was an intentional strike to the head. I think it was an intentional action, but not to his head, and it slipped up off his shoulder. What was intentional was the racist abuse that came afterwards uh, on social media and uh, life bans being called for. And good. I've got no issue with that. Yeah, life good. bans and footy, good stuff. And Just one, one company, uh, one person yeah. uh, with their company, now whether it's their company or whether they work for that company, attached on their Great. tweet. Now, it just in a, in a nutshell, brings back to attention how and when we're going to get uh, at least some form of identification for people to put themselves out on Twitter, on social media, so that, you know, whether it's yourself, whether it's uh, a female athlete, whether it's a politician, whether they have to put up with that type of crap um, oh, from, so, from anonymous sources. Social media, um, it's it's good in a lot of ways. There's obviously, there's a huge negative aspect to, to what that is. I, I love the banter on social media. I get into it with people and it's good. But you'd like to think that at the end of it all, you could stop and then, you know, if you're in real life, you could have a beer and be yeah. like, right, that's your opinion. You've had a go at me. I can have a laugh, have back. Yeah. Imagine getting on and, and, and racially vilifying. Yeah, there's no way back from that. Uh, I mean, apart from being caught red-handed and saying, I'm later. sorry, I, I didn't know later. I was going to be seen. You know, I've life ban, absolutely. They won't enforce it because I won't be able to find half of these perpetrators. <sighs> we wish we could. Uh, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, Shuttle Footy Cast. Skeeter, my first nine from nine this year. Me too. Not not on this show, mate. You picked Hawthorne for the rough year oh, of the week, that's buddy. Not, that's, uh, <laughs> you got the How do one. I know you got nine from nine? You weren't even here. I'll show you it, mate. Oh, well, I'll show you mine on, on my West tipping app. Seriously. <laughs> Who did you, you change? Didn't you change someone? You were, you were, you were rambling about changing a, a, a tip you had. I was thinking of changing the Essendon Bulldogs game, but I stayed with the Bulldogs, and I was thinking of Port Adelaide Collingwood. And I stayed with Collingwood, but only just. I've never seen a darker individual than Mark Reddings <laughs> on radio yesterday. We're halfway through the first quarter. Oh, Skeets it up and about, energetic uh, man. Look at him. He sees happy-go-lucky sort of guy. And he just turns to this bitter mess of a human being. He's shaking his head. He's refusing to call. Carl's throwing to him. He's play-by-playing. Skeets going. I didn't yeah, see that. Kicked it. Yeah. Go, he's kicked a goal. Good on you. All right, Scott, what do you think? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> is, is this the clang of the week? We're going to throw no, I just, I just, we're just setting the scene for you. Weren't happy this oh, week. I had, so. I had some bad luck in running, shall we say, with uh, the footy punting. Just in a nutshell, I won't go too long because no one wants to know my, my, oh, my I issues. I do actually. <laughs> I had Bulldogs one to thirty-nine. How much did they win by? I think 40, 41. 41, Yeah. I had uh, what else do we have? GWS. Yeah. Well, that was yesterday. I had GWS one to thirty-nine. They win by forty. <laughs> back Port Adelaide to win. I tipped Colin. We're back Port Adelaide to win. They led by seventeen at three quarter time, beaten by two. <laughs> Uh, had Brisbane to win at the line at minus 12 and a half. What did they win by? 11. Uh, didn't touch the Carlton Eagles game. Thank goodness for maybe that. That's, maybe uh, that's backed it. Hawthorne uh, at minus three when they led by 30 points. <laughs> lost, lost by one. one. So, yeah, no. Nah. That, that, can you understand why there was a bit of filth in my uh, Oh, in I've my never seen attitude? it darker. Jeez, oh, it you, you don't mind getting beaten occasionally, but seriously, if the big bloke upstairs has got any sense of fairness, he'll give me a, a better run in future. Skeet is round 19, <laughs> and I don't think you've won a round yet, buddy. Carlton defeat, oh, maybe. Carlton defeat West Coast by 71. Let's get into the Western Australian side of things. Uh, game under the dome? No, uh, well, yesterday's game, the yeah. roof was open with Trost Lines criticised. I, to be honest with you, I couldn't tell whether I didn't see. You could tell how bad that game was, though. You oh, you wouldn't be surprised if they'd been watering the. It was horrendous. Uh, but the WA teams, uh, yeah, what we saw with the Eagles, 
again, Fremantle had this issue. We'll talk about that. But the first quarter, it was game over at quarter time. Nine goals to nothing. No, never in the contest. You no. can see him first 15, um, 15 first half goals to two. Do you, you know, there's, and then they won the third and fourth quarter, West Coast. Yeah, well, I mean, whether Carlton, and bear in mind, no no Chera, no Cripps, you know, Walsh went down. The question I ask is, initially with Charlie Curnow, when Tom Barris obviously was out, Brody Hoff, was that, was, is that something that you, if you take a step back, go, he's a, a player that you think could curtail Charlie Curnow? I mean, no, Brody Hoff, no. But he, he went to him early, didn't he? Yeah, but like, who else are you going to put on him? Well, there had to be a... Oh, had, re, like it's Rep Bazo or Oscar Allen. Well, Rep Bazo's got more height. Anyway, it was something that Simo decided to pull the trigger on that, and clearly it, it was a mismatch. Well, unfortunately for, for Brady, the... the the midfield got their pants pulled down, and that was Luke Shuey, Tim Kelly, yeah. Andrew Gaff, Dom Sheed, Bailey Williams, who's not an experienced ruckman, but they, they weren't against Patrick Cripps uh, or Adam Chera, and Walsh did his hammy halfway uh, through the second quarter. Like They didn't have their best mm. team in. So uh, as a backman defending the backs, you can't do much if you're just getting your absolutely proverbials pulled down um, in the middle of the ground. So I'm not sure if Tom Barras was there, would have done too much else anyway. Yeah. So Charlie Kearney kicks 10 goals. Uh, that's 19 goals against West Coast. Two games this year. So is that, I mean, there's been chat about compromising the Coleman medal. I, I personally don't think so. Everyone else has got the opportunity to do the same totally. thing. Totally. I mean, he's got 61, leads by seven from Tex. No, Charlie Kerno, he just... Uh, yeah, as as te- Tex kicked his 10 against, kicked his 10 against <laughs> Exactly. So, no, Charlie, good luck to him. And I, I, I personally, I'm not sure that the absence of Harry Mackay, I mean, you'd, you'd like to have him available, but I think it actually gives Kerno the, the chance to, to own the, the forward line. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, massive incident in this game, which is uh, going to have you know big repercussions for the rest of this season and some big decisions to be made at the end of the year. Luke Shuey uh, does his uh, another hamstring... Um, he did in the first quarter, I think. So, I mean, qu- questions were being asked about senior players at West Coast anyway. For for Luke Shuey... Um, it wasn't look, form with him. It was just about his body. No, look, I, it makes me feel a bit sick, really, with Luke Shuey. You've seen what he does when he gets on the park. He's still one of the best midfielders in the competition. So, if we put a um, you know an empathetic hat on, just imagine how he'd be feeling, mm. knowing he can still play at the level, being the captain of his side, and his body won't hold up. I know Luke obviously very well. He's one of my great mates. The work he does to get his body right, like there wouldn't be too many more people in the AFL working harder. So for just your body to let you let you down, and, and it's not because of work rate, it's not because of the rehab you're putting in. Like it just, it makes me feel sick about it really. Like He's not the first player though that his no, body hasn't it, been able to, to, to respond to playing continuously. Once you get past 30, shall we? It, it does get difficult for whatever reason. So, so like someone like me, I, like I, I physically... Um, like I was, I was just sort of done on all elements. The mental factor probably more for me, and I was happy. And I was done. Like you'd have an empty feeling if your body, if it was just your body, you wanted to keep going and you you could perform still. Like mm. I was, I, I probably wasn't able to do that. So yeah, I, I, I don't know if he goes on next year. I, I don't want to sign his his um, tombstone or whatever. No, no, I agree. But I think it's going to be you, difficult. You can't take a step back. Uh, I think, but people who don't know Luke as well as you, can take a step back and go, oh, I think we played 17 games last year. I think he's played, I think, 10 thereabouts this year. I might be wrong. Thereabouts. So, you know, are you going to be content or have to live with the fact that if he plays on and you, you need to keep some experience out there potentially, this is the way they're thinking, that you're going to, you know, if you get 12 games out of Luke next year... You have to live with that and, and almost plan for it as opposed to, to a whole season because you're not going to get it. The, the evidence is there that he simply hasn't got the body to cope anymore. The question I haven't heard asked too much is, is it Luke's choice or is it the club's choice? So, Both. I would have thought it would be a mutual discussion. Given the respect that yeah. they have for each other, I would have thought a mutual discussion, just as it will be with Shannon Hearn, who's been managed quite a lot this year. Uh, look, he still plays good footy when he's in the in the team, no question about that. But is that the direction that the Eagles want to take in the short term? Yeah, correct. Colton finished this game with one player on the bench. So potentially that's a little reason that West Coast fight back. Look, it's it's patching over the cracks a little bit from West Coast point of view. I think Noah Long looks really good for mine. Um, he's he's an absolute diamond in the rough. Um, they've found him. He kicked a couple at least. Uh, positives, I don't know if there's not too many else. Andrew Gaff was actually quite good. Yeah, he's been... Oh, look, since he got yeah. absolutely um, smashed in the in the, the media, and I'm in the media, like he got six disposals against Brisbane. Yeah. Sub, 
came on, did a job. Simo promised him, he'd, or promised that he'd, he'd play more minutes and obviously start. So, no, I think Gaffey's shown a fair bit of resilience, a bit of character, but that wouldn't surprise you, having uh, played Correct. a footy with him. No, a long kick one, not two. Uh, but I just like the look Small forward, always a tough role. Like, he's been a bit of a, a spark, so too Bailey Williams this year. Outside of that, um, as I said, Jimby, surgery, gone for the season. Um, and they got North this week, which we'll discuss later, but... <laughs> I'm not sure where to, where to put this game in terms <laughs> That's of... going to be fun on Thursday. We actually have some fun previewing a West Coast game for once. Uh, Sydney defeat Fremantle by 29 points. Do you have any money on this one? No, you didn't because you're working the game. Frio, uh, their season goes from... Look, does it go from bad to worse? Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't think their performance was as bad as what I've seen. I, I thought their performance against Carlton was m- more listless. So so Fremantle's performance for three and a half quarters of this game were was on par with Sydney. It could have gone either mm, way. Yep. Towards the end of the game, five goals of difference. Frio were just peppering Sydney, and it felt like at the ground that they could have been within a goal. They give up six goals in the first quarter. They kick their two early, and then they give up four or five goals in a row. They started terribly. Again, they've won two first quarters this year. Mm. That 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 is that is past a pattern of behaviour. That that is a real issue that exists. It's not oh, we had injuries one week and oh, we didn't we travelled another week. Like if you can only win two in a in a year of football, you're that's making, a big big issue. You're probably mate. not making finals. No. I mean, you can't just keep playing catch up after quarter time. That being said, it was uh, ten goals apiece. Yeah, correct. So you said so. There, there, there was, yeah, but you can't you can't put the positive spin on it because no, they've totally. just completely butchered it again. It's it's a pattern, and they're aware of it, and it's yeah, a bit correct. like. Uh, I'm not using cricket the analogy, but it's a bit like Stuart Broad into David Warner or, or some... Oh, it's uh, happening. It's stuff that's in the mind. It's real. And how they change that, oh, it, it has to lay at the feet of the coaches initially when the players execute, but you surely... how do you Where do you put the blame? Yeah, it's both. It, it's, it's on the coaches to begin with. Like, clearly they would have identified it. It's not like it's not happening. But you have to give some sort of structure or some sort of... Uh, motivation or, or, or so, yeah. something for the players to execute. Now, if they're doing that and the players aren't executing it, then it comes to the players. But Lee Spur made the point uh, on air. He, he said he'd be happy if three or four players got reported uh, next week in the first quarter if they just came out with just this ruthless... Well, when he's saying report, he means just, just attacking the man, attacking the footy with a real, you know... I don't, I don't disagree, to be honest, Skeet. Like, that, that, that is just... It's an indictment on the group. If you can't... You can't actually stand for something. They don't stand for anything, really. That, that, that's nothing. And then they come in, they fight their way back, and they're a pretty good side. But you can't beat any team when you play like that. Uh, Lance Franklin's still got it. He's kicked three goals. He did. It was against Alex Pierce. There's been some criticism post this game in his position as captaincy and his form. To me, Alex Pierce. I reckon he looks like he's getting three, four, five jabs in one of his legs to play. He, he looks like he can't run. But he looks sore about six or seven weeks ago. He doesn't look so, it looks like he doesn't have the the um, agility function mm. of his leg, mate. Like, I was watching him. He can't run and stand up at stages. So And that'll come out, I'm sure, either postseason I reckon he's or, getting, or at some stage. Yeah. Uh, they'll say, look, why, for instance, oh, I don't know there's five weeks to go. Why wouldn't you, if, if, it's, if there's something not right with him, well, put him out to probably, pasture. Probably because he's proud and he's captain. captain and no, I don't get this captaincy thing. I mean, and, you know, the, the criticism wasn't there when they got on a roll, beat Melbourne. It's it, you know, a bit like Pat Cummins. Once once results go against you, yeah. the fingers pointed at, at the the suspects and normally well, it's, it's a that's captain. That's the same with coaches and oh, totally. I and mean, we get that's the nature of the the beast. Jai uh, Amos. They'll go close. Mark to, of the round. Close well, to There were one, a couple, I think, on the weekend that were yeah. handy as well. One, did we do one at the MCG yesterday? There was a big mark. Van Probably. Royen? No. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good point. Uh, that was a good mark, though. Uh, Sean Darcy didn't play this game. Luke Jackson won out in the ruck. How did you see his game? Yeah, I'm just still trying to work out what what his long-term role with, with the club will be, to be honest. Yes. Um, I don't think he's... Is he a bona fide ruckman? No. No. So is he a bona fide forward? He had 43 hit outs. That's a, that's a good result. Yeah, man. He was, he was pretty good. Like he was good. But Shooter he... Schultz, big uh, big friend of the family here, four goals. He looked good as well. Brayshaw and Strong. Look, honestly, if you assess Freo's game, a lot of their players played well. And they tried their hard. And so I didn't think it was their worst performance of the year by any measure. No. But they just, the first quarters let them down. They, they dropped behind by four goals. And from then on, it's always difficult. And I was, I was impressed by Sydney when they, they get rolling. They've got some really slick operators through the middle. And didn't see, you know, like Goulden, really keen to see how he um, played live. Um, How old do you reckon Luke Parker is? Luke Parker, I would guess twenty-eight. 
Oh, really? I, I feel like he's like 35. I feel like he's been there for so long. He's 30. Oh, he's 30, is he? Okay. He's 30. He's had 31, nine tackles. Um, he was out. He, he, was he has been for a long he time. He was their best player. But it feels like he's been doing the same thing forever. He's hard in and under, consistent, reliable. Well, he was playing in their... He was playing in their grand finals, like in the... Two- 2013. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah right in that era. Like, he was doing all that. So he must have been, like, 20 years old doing yeah, that sort been, of stuff. Yeah, would have been, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shoulder Footy Cast. In the first tough beat of the weekend, Western Bulldogs defeat Essendon by 41. Skate probably had him at the line for 40. No, uh, 1 to 39. Oh, uh, sorry. And I got 9 out of 9 in my, in my genuine chipping, and guess what? I still lost... <laughs> I'm going to bang on about this. Oh, the one I missed for West Coast. Yep. I was meant to do this before the show. I'm going to try and remember them as they go. Late injury changes. They're He's still they're, going. Mate, there would have been 10 on the weekend. Every game had them. Geelong had them. West Coast had them. Uh, Sydney Freo had them. Matilda's had them. Yeah, that was good though. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, like, I, I just... I don't rate it. Uh, so yeah, so the Ad- Adelaide had two yesterday. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Oh, look, what I, are we doing? I do get it, but uh, some no, of the I don't changes... Get it. Don't get it. I'm going to keep banging on about it till they You can't blame it. the clubs. Hey? You can't blame the clubs. No, you can't blame them, but I, well, no, I can blame you, them. It's the rules that are put in place. You adhere to the rules, okay. like any sport. I blame the AFL. Time okay. to start tightening the screws so there's, we don't get this bullshit. What, if, what if there's an illness, for instance, which has does happen? Do you reckon they know if they're sick or not? Like probably. Like, um, yeah, and you've got to be pretty sick to not play AFL footy skate. Like I've I've never missed realness. I'm not saying I'm a hero, mm. but like I, I saw Bo Bo Waters one day. Like he came in, and he he was as like like you know the worst man flu you've mm. ever had. You can't even open your eyes. You can't. He was pale, and he played. <laughs> he played. He was. He ran into a pack backwards. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> like you'd have to be pretty sick not to play these days. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, it's pissing me off. And I'll try and remember as we go. Western Bulldogs beat uh, Essen by 41 points. Marcus Bontempelli, why is he not getting more attention about the Brownlow medal? I know we love Nick Dacos. I know we do. He'd be, he'd be second favourite though, but wouldn't he? No, he's, well, Isn't he? not the last time I, I looked. Mean, I haven't looked for a I while. I looked last week and he was like fifth or sixth favourite. Okay, so outside Nick I, Dacos. Mate, he, like Tim Taranto's getting a look. And no, I'm not look, sure. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought the Bont would have been in the, in the top three or four. He is now third, but he was $12 last week. And he's into seven now. And I, I called it about six or seven weeks ago. Bont, is he gets the three votes here. Tom Libertore was very good. He had 36 in you and You love under. him? Well, I just, I do. He's my favourite player. But Bont is very close second, I reckon, at the moment. He was outstanding. Tim yeah. English, 18 disposal, 33 hit-outs. Essendon were uh, poor, and Bulldogs very good. Yeah, Eugle uh, Hagen with three, Waitman with three, Bulldogs. They haven't really impressed me in the last six or seven weeks, but Essendon, I think, is the, the story here because they, they've now sort of hit is it the late-season brick wall, and unfortunately the Bombers now look like they're probably going to miss the, miss the eight. Might have been overperforming to start with. Yeah, possibly. And Brad Scott's done a good job, let's be honest with that. But unfortunately, uh, they were they were hustled in the contested footy. They were beaten up. Uh, Bulldogs, again, they've got something about them. If they click, uh, they're a pretty dangerous side. They just need to get themselves into a reasonable position, preferably top four, which ain't going to happen, I don't think, being two games outside that bracket. Uh, they're going to be playing another elimination final next year. There was, this year. There was a lot of criticism about Essendon's lateral ball movement in this one. So, uh, you know, to, to make matters worse, Jordan Ridley's done his quad, I reckon, and he's going to be out for the rest of the year. He's one of their best players. But um, they've lost by, you know, close to 10 goals. Uh, Kelly, who's a backman, had 16 marks. Laverde had 15 marks. Ridley had 14 marks. McGrath had 10 marks. Zerk Thatcher had 10 marks. You got Shows five you blokes over double-digit marks. And they're playing the back half. Yeah, so that's not the way to win games of football. Richmond defeat Hawthorne by one point. In one of the great comebacks, look, regardless of who it's against, you're still going to be able to do it. They come back from 30 points down at three-quarter time. Um, Sam Mitchell and the Hawks would be spewing on this one. They would. Uh, and having said all of that, I think there's the Hawthorne uh, style of play has yeah. been really encouraging. So uh, they did a lot right for a long time. Mitch Lewis kicks four. Um, I thought, you know, Sicily, always important to their side. Wingard had a, had a good day out. Um, but, yeah, when you when you look at Richmond's season – under Dimmer, they, they struggled to win the close games for, for a while this yeah. year. Uh, suddenly, Andrew McWalter has, has found the key to getting the team to get across the line in tight matches. They kicked five goals to nothing in the last quarter. Hawthorne, unfortunately for them, just couldn't finish off the game. But, you know, they lose no admirers in Richmond. Um, keep their season well and truly alive. Knowing Sam Mitchell, he will use this, like, as much as he'd love to win it. Like, in the end, it, it doesn't matter if you win 
this year for Hawthorne. Yeah. They, they'd probably love if they could just slip into a pick four instead of a pick five. I'm sure that's not on their mind. But knowing Sam Mitchell, losing that game, he'll be able to probably teach more than winning it. Yeah. Um, and interesting. So just to interrupt yeah. you, when it comes to how they lost that game, he spoke afterwards, Sam, about they hadn't yet, through their training, practice the last two minutes of a match tight, tight situation. He said that will evolve as we get better as a team. That, that's what I mean. So he'll... That's the first time as a player. Like, I remember playing and, and being in situations like that for the first time. You don't actually know what you're doing. And that might sound silly because you've gone through junior footy. And But a lot of these players play in good teams. They win all the time. They don't go through these tight t- situations where the pressure becomes more than just b- being a player. There's scoreboard pressure. The, the, the crowd is louder. Umpires start doing different things. Every moment means something. And you need, you need to be so highly organized to get it right. So do you have a two minute or three minute or yeah. whatever the case may be yeah, at, at the Eagles? Yeah, we would have had like a three, like a three to four minute one, and, and, and then like a thirty second one, either win or lose, losing. Okay, so if you're behind, and often you know, we, it's a lot easier to plan for when you're in front. Yeah. Yes, because it's a clearly a possession but base game. So all of these things like require just when you're in the moment, you need to just do, you need to play footy. But the the actual tweaks you make are like from a structure point of view. So. Think about you down down by um, less than a goal with a minute to go. Um, your wi- your wingers would become more attacking. You get a half back absolutely piss bolting through the square. Um, your centre stoppage. They'd be trying to come out the front. They'd have a special play there or around the ground tapping out the back. Forwards would empty to one side and have a special play down there. Backs would just be aggressive in front. You're sort of rolling the dice, right? Pretty much everything I said there, if you're up by five points, you do it the opposite. Opposite, yeah. Wings come back, centre bounce, you go a lockdown formation. If you get the ball, you're not kicking it into the forward line, you kick them wide, all, all that sort of stuff. Um, and again, you don't, it's really difficult to practice it because you need to like, match make it up. Yeah. It's so hard. Like uh, main training, they might do it. You go, all right, boys, we're, we're practicing it now. So they'll do that this week, but it's still not the same. And, and the GF, you know, that's five years ago, the GF, that. Given that players that were supposed to be off the field, those that were supposed to be on the field, was there a set play element to that? Did the, you, do you recall? The, the, that one was a shit show because, but but Willie Rioli played his first centre bounce of the day in that last centre bounce. Don't know how he ended up in there, but Dom Sheed was meant to be off and stayed on, and, and all this Liam stuff. Ryan, yeah. The better one was the Collingwood qualifying final, and we were down before Jetta kicked that goal, mm-hmm. and there was a there was a. There was a stoppage, probably two minutes to go, and um, we watched this. I remember watching this before the prelim. We, we just set up better than Collingwood. Um, we had we had our organisation right. They had too many men behind the ball. We sort of fed, 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 switched the ball, came in, and then we came in from the other side, and then Jetta, you know, read the play and Snapped did it. his magic. Mm. But it was actually the setup of the stoppage that got it done. Yeah, it's just interesting little mm. permutations. But like that's Hawthorne. That. That's why they, they're yep. still an evolving team. But I tell you what, you, you, if you're buying stocks in footy teams, futures, they're one of them. It might be one of the only things I've got right this year. Sydney being bad, not playing finals, and Hawthorne being better than we thought they'd be. I think they're the only two. Brisbane <laughs> defeat Geelong by 11 points. Uh, it got it got tighter than you thought here. Geelong had only kicked three goals at three-quarter time, so it was always going to be difficult for them to go on and kick a winning score. Brisbane at the Gabba, are we surprised? Not really. Low-scoring game. I mean, I was... That, that was surprising. That's one which did surprise me. And, and Geelong, I don't think you lose too much heart with their performance. It was uh, their first goalless opening quarter since 2015. Wow, that's well, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, so, and look... Brisbane only kicked two five themselves. So, you know, after I, I suppose in many ways, and Chris Fagan spoke about this after the game. With the last quarter, he reckons that Chris Scott would have said to his players, "Hey, these boys collapsed last week, albeit at the MCG, which is a different beast." But he was proud of the fact that, that the mental challenges yeah. that they might have had with Geelong coming at them, they were able to to hold off. Um, Archie kicks a, a very important goal late in the piece. They get across the line. Does it? Does it solve the the issue of whether Brisbane is a premiership contender? I think not because of the venue. Yes, um, which which is like literally going to hang with them until they start until doing they win away. one at the MCG. Definitely. But they are in third third spot, so they're going to get a double chance. Yeah, just a question of uh, and pro- and one at home guaranteed. Yeah, so where they play, can they get past uh, Port Adelaide? Well, their percentage they're, is they're excellent. Gonna want, they're going to want to play Port Adelaide at Adelaide rather than Collingwood at the MCG. Oh, hundred percent uh, in the first qualifying. Yeah, final. well, their percentage and a game ahead of Melbourne. So you're thinking this. Second best case, third most likely. Um, Brisbane dominated the clearances in this one, forty-nine to twenty-two. Yeah, and the, we've buried the headline here, of course. Will Ashcroft with Correct. an ACL. That's just uh, 
Uh, terrible news for the young man, and uh, that's you know twelve months historically. He's you know whether he wins a rising star from his is problematical. Will he win the goal of the year? Possibly, but that's just he definitely a- definitely can still see winning the goal of the year, and I think he can win a, the rising star as well. It's not a brown though, so yeah, he's not, yeah, no. so he's played more than three quarters of the year. He's he's a favourite, and and if it stopped right now, he'd probably get it. Um, I, th- I think also Brisbane players, you don't get the attention that some of the Victorian guys do. So you start saying uh, Sheasel and North Melbourne. They're good. And the St Kilda lad that have completely just mentally blanked. Um, uh, that's terrible. Uh, both, to put a bullet in both our heads, seriously. Like, can't put, put, put him out to pass. Oh, well, we, we put Amos in there. He's kicked 32 goals. We're probably going to be a, a just, touch off the pace. Just generally just put it, put us out in the back. Oh, seriously, that's just, just... Who's the St Kilda bloke we're trying to remember here? Jaden won't know. Hang on, I've got to fight. No, Jada won't know. Big little whack. No, well, you brought it up. I know. Hang on. Owens, jeez. Oh, Mitch Owens. Well, he was important yesterday. Yeah, we'll I know. That. And he... Jeez, that's bad by you and me. I tell you what, we've spent too much time together. Uh, yeah, so Cal, um, Will Ashcroft, ACL. Terrible news. Collingwood defeat Port Adelaide by two points. Game of the round. Uh, definitely uh, game of the year, maybe. We haven't squeezed out a thirsty camel clanger of the week either, Skeeter. Well, I, I think I've used my, my, my punting... Uh, Poor, poor skills on that front. But anyway, there's probably one clanger to come. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what my froth town, uh, what I frothed on this weekend, uh, August 18 and 19, Claremont Showgrounds. Get your tickets at froth.town. I love the build-up to this. I know we spoke about it before, but I loved Ken Hinckley. I love Braden Maynard. I love there there was something in it. And you could see it actually flowed through to the players, the physicality, the and then, and then post, Craig McRae, like was like the players. It was like they won a grand final, and I think Craig McRae boosts that. He wants that to encourage happen. it. And, and yeah. yes, you, you admire how Collingwood. I've mentioned their last quarters, but they have so many teams coming at them at the moment. So many big games, and you just think, oh, surely they're going to be a bit flat. But they get across the line. I'll happily join you with the Froth Town moment because he's done this again last year against Essendon. I think it was last year. Uh, this year against Port Adelaide, Jamie Elliott kicks. Talk about clutch goals. Yes, uh, that's that's one of the best goals you'll see uh, in the circumstances. Yes, to essentially win the game for his team. Yeah. Jamie Elliott. Uh, that's a froth time moment, and and just shows you that um, some players want the big the moments, want those those moments in their hands, and he's one that clearly has no issues with taking responsibility. Yeah, that was a late. Uh, I, I thought of what my thirsty camel clanger of the week is. It's these teams putting out late changes. Can, can you see if you can have a look over there, Jane? How do I find out what late changes were? I reckon there was 10. My thirsty camel clanger of the week is It's just we're just treating fans with disdain. Just like a bunch of flogs that just rock up to the footy every week. That's how. The, that's what the AFL clubs and the AFL are treating fans at the moment. It's pissing me off. You know, you've made that point pretty clear. But uh, there weren't too many clangers in this one. And no. I'll be totally honest, you and I, we didn't see much of this game because we were otherwise yes. engaged. Sure, uh, there was lots of people watching the game. <laughs> exactly, we know more about what happened in this game. But we do know that Elliot kicked the match winner. Rosie continues to play really well. Sam Pell, Pepper. Got them off to a real fly. And was... Mate, that goal was elite. Sam Pell Pepper yeah. is like, he, he sets the, the energy for Port Adelaide. He's best season in the AFL, yeah. isn't he? I, I, but, but we knew this. I remember watching him as an East Perth kid. He's playing the same way. He was doing it in the Waffle a as a 17-year-old. Yeah. Bull. So, Speaking of East Perth, what under them top of the table? Yeah, um, saw had that. Had Hamer on the couch last week. And uh, yeah, he, he was was he was he giving it a brain brain of Maynard, was he? No, 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 not at all. But he, I we called the game on Saturday. Mandarin he had the, got a cut across the eye, so he had a bit of the look like Rocky Balboa at the end of it. But I ran into some Peel boys down at Mandurah yesterday. Um, look, I think they I think they they struggle when Freo start getting injuries. Like, yeah, well, that's the given, isn't it? Correct. So. Um, it's a big win face, Perth, though. It is. Uh-huh. Yeah, you've been down in Mandra a fair bit, so uh, you know yeah. a bit about the Peel boys. Tell you what, I'm absolutely <laughs> down, down there. I've t- eight trips in uh, 24 hours down there. Uh, Taylor Adams in his 200th game as well. And a little give, I think. Yes. A little hand pass for a goal. We love that. Little, a good froth on that. That's a bit of froth there. I think that was Jamie Elliott. Yeah, a little teamwork uh, moment. So, yeah, another big win for the Magpies. They're finishing on top of the table. Just a question of who they play in the qualifying final. Yes, that's correct. Now, I believe Willem Drew potentially ran with Nick Dacos for this one. Which is what I suggested to Hamish Brayshaw might be the case. In fact... So you've claimed it, have you? No, no, we were talking about it on Thursday. You weren't here, you didn't see the podcast, but you're now questioning what I said. So I'm telling you, (laughs) I said on Thursday, Willem Drew's probably an option to run with. And Craig McRae, believe it or not, he said, I hope Willem Drew runs with him. Well... Look, I don't know if he's quelled his influence. Apparently, it was a quiet game by his standards. He didn't have the marks. He had zero marks, but he still had 25 touches a goal 
and the goal is a good one uh, with six tackles. You so. take that though as a. I think so. You'd rather side. that than ten marks, two goals, thirty-six <laughs> touches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> GWS defeat Gold Coast by forty points. The Giants keep rolling. I tell you what, they're up into eight, uh, into the to the eight, sixth spot now, or seventh spot somewhere there. Uh, they're sizzling six in a row. Yeah, they've been really good, and they've been involved in a lot of close games this year, but they put this game to bed by three-quarter time, six goals to one in the third quarter. Toby Green again, three seven shots goals. on goal. If he, has, if he has five shots on goal, they win. Yeah, and he's he's not their best player yesterday. No, I don't think so. Who? I don't think he was their best player. Who was? Well, I thought Cornelio was pretty good, actually, yeah. to be honest with you. I thought he was really good. Himmelberg, Taylor's, Taylor's a... He's, if not, well, I'm saying underrated, but he's a, he's no, a genuine star. Reports say he was best on ground. Was so, he Sam Taylor? Yeah. We had a discussion on radio yesterday about West Australians that West Coast need to target. He'd be top of the list if they could get him, wouldn't he? Not me. No, not me. What? No, no, he's a oh, great you, player. You, no, you I also said... I said that I think <laughs> I would rather get a young emerging forward. He said something derogatory about Backman. No, well, Backman are a bit easier to... I mean, like culture and, and even, you know... He said Dime Dozen, I think. No, I didn't say Dime Dozen. But this, this is, others have said this, but failed forwards <laughs> turn into Backman. Yeah. I've never said that, but some have over the journey, Will. <laughs> and so off the back of that, I would rather... And look, if you get a Jacob... Oh, Van Royen, a Logan McDonald, they're the types of players, in terms of if you're looking for forwards, that if you're trying to lure someone back as opposed to Sam Taylor, be handy at West Coast particularly, but with the absence of, you know, whether Tom Barris leaves or whether Jay McGovern's oh, got much time left, he's a gun. He, irrespective, you're right, he's a superstar. Superstar. Melbourne defeat Adelaide by four points. We worked this one, go this game, Skate. It was a good one. I think Adelaide really just butchered their, their way out of this game. I think they'll be the better side in the end. You'd have to say that, wouldn't you? I don't know. If you keep saying this. The teams are losing. Hey. But I'm not sure that's a case. they kicked two goals, 15 in the first half. What did they kick? What was that? What was the half? They were three score? goals, nine. Right. To, to six goals, four. Yeah. A putrid. I a think, putrid in front of goal. You know, they were, and that cost them any chance of victory. Uh, four points the end margin. Cosie Pickett was electric, wasn't he? Just oh. started in the centre square, did some great work forward. I Pickett. like how they're using him as a midfielder. Yeah, I think it's a really smart move. We're just to change things up. Still doing it without, of course, Clayton Oliver. Um, and yeah. you'd think that, you know, they... Their they, best is good. Their best is good. But as I said to you before the game, I don't think they're travelling... Super at no. the moment. I mean, it shows you last week they trailed by five goals or whatever it was against Brisbane and just got across the line at the they're, end. So yeah. same result. They're pulling a lot of levers at the moment. They're trying to get things Pardon going. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> I thought you did that deliberately. Why would I, why would I know what I'm doing? <laughs> God. Levers, yeah. Cause, yeah, thank you. Because he pick it into the midfield. They've dropped Grundy. They're trying to get their, their, their forward line sorted. Tomlinson played a really important role yep. yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think their their best is the best in the comp right now. But doesn't I, have to be. I don't think they'd be too worried about where they're sitting if they can get it going. Yeah, they, they haven't quite got it going, but they're close. And I reckon if I mean, bear in mind if they're probably going to finish top four, very much likely top four. Collingwood first week most likely. So that, that wouldn't phase them given what they did on the King's birthday holiday. But yeah, they need Oliver back. They need to get uh, obviously. Viney to continue his good work. Brayshaw was really impressive. Maxie Gorn, um, I think, th- was it three goals in the end and, and about yeah. 40 touches? So he was he was excellent. And I suppose that there begs a question with Grundy, what you do with him moving forward. Um, and Petrarca, probably not a, a standout game as we're used to seeing. Yeah, correct. Uh, but I think they'll continue to keep moving. Now, this one here, I, I, I knew I had a Thirsty Camel clanger of the week. Make sure you get down to Thirsty Camel. Don't run out of your favourite. Grab your shelters at Thirsty Camel. How do you leave the roof open at Marvel Stadium? I, I won my only Brownlow vote with the roof open at Marvel Stadium. Who was it against? Uh, it was against uh, Carlton. What year? Uh, 2012 or 13. What round? Later in the year, 16, 17, 18. One had, vote? Yeah, just a one vote. Um, did you, did you it, has been, it has been passed on to me that perhaps, you know... <laughs> Perhaps maybe my name was just pushed forward in lights a little bit, probably stronger than it should have been for those votes. But my point is, if you've got a roof, just leave it on. This is Ross Lyons' post, post-game post comments. Have you mm-hmm. heard these yet? I have seen a bit of I'm it. I'm pretty sure if it was Essendon v Bulldogs, they wouldn't have left the roof open all night and all morning. This ground is like a car park at the best of times. Hard. Anyone who watched the game, the ball was like a cake of soap. Correct, Skate? 
Well, though, it was a shot game, so yeah, probably. We rang the ground manager pre-game. They didn't know why the roof had been open. The seats were wet for fans. Broadcasters have the right to be disappointed. If it's if it's at the MCG, it's okay because the ground has got given it, and it's not like an <laughs> ice no, skating rink. Well, there's no roof at the MCG for starters. No, anyway. but the, he's saying the ground's different, which I agree. Yeah, like, it is. It's so, a hard so surface. One's yeah. an outdoor ground. One's an indoor ground. Uh, he said, whoever is respons- responsible for that, hopefully they get their processes right. AFL clubs are so process-driven. I thought we got treated with contempt, both clubs. You know, he's probably right, but he's also deflecting from the fact that that was a terrible game of footy. It was an absolute <laughs> horrendous game to That's keep terrific. an eye on. Uh, nine goals apiece, and Kilda were poor for three quarters. They kicked five goals in the last term. Admittedly, they rose to the challenge. You mentioned Mitch Owens previously, and he kicked two goals to... to um, to cap off what's another really good season for him, rising star in the mix. Um, North- you, you said it might, might have been the worst game of the year. Oh, that's yeah. Well, St Kilda have been involved in the worst games of the year. <laughs> in, aesthetically looking. I mean, if you're saying supporter, you get the result. I'm still not convinced that they... Who have they got this week? I'm not convinced they make the eight. Hawthorne, Marvel Stadium. Oh, I think Hawthorne's a, a real chance to get them Hawthorne there Hawthorne will well. knock them off. Yeah, yeah. Hawthorne will knock them off As there. they did... Again, we talk about teams doubling up. It feels like at eight weeks ago, Hawthorne came from about four goals behind to beat St Kilda. Yes, um, so, yeah, the, the fixture is there in St Kilda. They'll take the win. Um, your man, Luke Davies Uniaki, yes. was uh, outstanding. LDU. LDU. UDL. Yeah, whatever you like. Knocked a couple of passion fruit UDLs back. He was very good. Jack Steele was probably the best player on the ground. He had over 30 disposals. Very good. Nick Larkey and Taron Thomas both kicked three goals. West Coast would have been watching this game pretty closely after getting done on the Saturday. Yeah. Is, is it the... What is it? What is this? Is this the Cruiser Cup of 2023? <laughs> yeah, what, what is it? Like, is it, the, is it the Wooden Spoon playoff? Like, well, it, I don't think it's Wooden Spoon playoff because I don't think North Melbourne can, can surrender 17th spot. Correct. Can they? Because West Percentage. Coast has got to win two games. Yeah. Essentially to get on top of them. Freo? Oh, <laughs> Matt, can you just imagine oh. if West Coast play free on that'd be that'd be like that, the, the whole place will be like down. the palms in Manchester <laughs> this morning as they wake up, and it's going to be sunshine in Manchester tonight. How oh, that would just be ironic. I, problem is, if you look at the numbers, and I have just over the last twenty four hours, four this this year and points for North Melbourne twelve hundred and thirty eight, the Eagles one thousand and seventy one against. They've conceded eighteen hundred and fifty nine points. Eagles twenty one hundred and ninety two. So. Right. The stats, the numbers suggest that North Melbourne are playing better footy, which I, I think they are. I uh, cops. I, I, look, I'm well aware that North Melbourne has a strong supporter base uh, around Australia. I cop some uh, direct feedback about my. Well, I tweeted something about uh, Harley Reid and um, yes, whether whether or not uh, you know he had to su- he had to sum up who'd be closer to a premiership. I probably stand by my comments that I think West Coast are closer to a premiership, not because West Coast are going any good. I don't think West Coast are winning a premiership but they've got in the, the next ability. Five years. Oh, the evidence is they've got the ability to to bounce quicker than North. I just can't see how North. I can't see how they change that culture anytime soon, uh, which is a losing one. So, uh, look, I had some really nice and direct feedback. <laughs> I saw and, a couple of and, posts. And adverse to Willie Rioli, right? Yep. Like Willie Rioli, racial bullshit, and 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 calling him a coward and all this crap. The stuff I copped on socials. I, I, I was there for it. Like that, that, that's good. I think it's all good. People be passionate about their football club. You can do it in the right way, though, hmm. without calling. Like it'd be like calling me. You know, I don't, I don't know. Without being personal to me, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can go at my opinion as, as hard as you like, but I'll stand by it. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shuttle Footycast. Michael Clare, 91, some listener questions. Skeeter, in regards to Nick Dacos having the best second year ever, I said that last Monday, I think. Modra kicked 129 goals in his second year and he didn't win the Coleman that year, losing out to Ablett. Solid competition that year. <laughs> oh, How's who, that? Who, who's the correspondent? Uh, Michael Clare. Michael, outstanding uh Outstanding fact, and that uh, I didn't realise it was his second year. 129 goals. So I went and checked it. When I saw that come through, I went and chucked it into the AFL stat, and, and he kicked 129 his second year as a. And probably I'm assuming as an 18 year old, 19 year old, and probably taking about six <laughs> or eight hangers <laughs> yeah, in, of the year. in the process. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, a bit of a grants here with us, Skate. This is from Lux5072 uh, over at... Well, that's not, that's not like Skate, this is on social media. Someone's... Well, no, no, it just sounds like something a bit dodgy. Okay. The grand final must always be one game only and ideally played on a neutral venue. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> someone just deleted it. 
Anyway, if, if that was the question or the, the statement. What just happened then? Um, so neutral venue, I'm not sure that, that quite works. What, what I, the only thing I would say, the, the contract with the MCC and, and playing the, the, the big game at the MCG till 2057, I would like to see the, the opportunity in the next 30, 40 years if it, there's even, a, even one year of a decade that Perth gets another opportunity, Adelaide Oval, for instance, gets an opportunity um, Yes. Once Queensland, but that's not going to happen because the MCG is going to hundred years. I just you obviously I just said I know there's I another thirty-five. Jade deleted all my shit in front of me, and I'm waiting for it to get back. Thirty-five years. Put the other one back there. Thirty-five years to there. go with the contract. I get all that, but I'm saying they're not going to play it at a neutral venue. I mean, that was the guts of the question, was it? Yes. Yes. I, that's not going to happen. A neutral venue. I understand the premise. A bit like playing best of three. Just it, it doesn't doesn't sit well. It's not going to. It's clunky. As I said, the only thing I think would be good, given what we saw in Perth, not so much the Gabba because that was. COVID-induced and the, the ground's crappy. But, you know, I'd like to see once a decade that the grand final gets the opportunity and compensation goes to the MCC and the MCG for a game to be played at, at another venue, a bit like the well, Super Bowl. Well, they're going to have to renegotiate. No, I just said, it. this is not... I wasn't this, listening. This is 2057. We know the contract is in place. Right. I understand all that, but you know, in an ideal world, we wouldn't, we'd be able to see another grand final in our lifetime. How old will we be in 2057? Uh, well, I'll be... 87. <laughs> I'll be oh, cooked. Oh, I won't be here, mate. I'll be gonski. 2057. You might be how, just how sticking around. How far away is that? If you're still doing the shot of... 57, that's uh, 34 years away. So if you're still sitting here doing this shot I'll be close to 70. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about these late changes that have been going on. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I get rolled by uh, another point in a multi, I'm going to spew. <laughs> Thursday Gamble, player of the week. Get down and get your shelters. Uh, Shelter XPA X Factor. Who is it, Skeeter? We had two poor performing West oh, Australian sides. <laughs> That's throwing something out. Is anyone who played well from a WA? Can we get That's a what I was trying to find. Hey, I'll tell you who. Sammy Pal Pepper. Yeah. Sammy Pal Pepper. Can we get it across to Oh, Adelaide? we'll get it over there, mate. Don't worry about that. Sam Pal Pepper from the Port Adelaide. Power. Just absolutely sizzling. I know they don't win, but he's an absolute. Uh, we love him. for them. Yeah, we, we love, love him. him. There you go, Sammy. Enjoy those, mate. I reckon that's the first slab he's got. I reckon he's got a few from us over the years. Uh, Shelter Footycast on Instagram. Skate Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Send us an email if you want to. Uh, make sure you get your tickets for Froth Town. Get your beers at Thirsty Camel. Get your bets on and win some responsibly. I might skate. Yep, go well. See you Thursday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 